there anything you want to do before you go to bed and then go to this council meeting in the morning? Um, I do want to take another crack at figuring out those because I mean, I think him, like, he's probably one of my, like, tinkering heroes. Okay. And I'm, like, honored to be able to, like, help him on some stuff. So oh, I think, yeah. I mean, th this man would have been, like, so you know about Dwarven Battle Wagons. This is the man who made Dwarven Battle Wagons viable. Yeah, so, like, essentially, I think there were some things that I saw in the shop, because I got, like, a 41 yeah. on that engineering yeah. check. Uh, I think there's some stuff that I noticed in the shop that is wrong with the plans, but I don't think I could just be like, oh, no, right. <laughs> to this guy. Right. So now that I'm alone and I have these plans and he's like, they're yours or whatever, I, th I think I've like fully... Like, okay, it's time to make this work, detached from it, detached him from it. And I'm like, I know this doesn't work. I know this doesn't work. Right. So I want to take another crack in my downtime, okay. seeing what I can figure out of this. Right. So on the schematic itself, there are five areas that are circled in red that he knows do not work. Um, and so you will have different checks for each of those areas to try to determine what exactly is wrong and how to fix it. Okay. You do know that one of the areas does involve some magic and because there is a magical stone within it. Right. So I'm going to pick one of those areas and I want to try and like, I, I want to solve one of these problems tonight. Okay. Do I roll engineer? Mm-hmm. Ready. Nine, which comes to thirty-five. Okay. Thirty-three. So while you're looking at the hammer uh, uh, in the in the schematic area, what you do notice is that something within the gear work of this hammer that causes the rolling block to spin is off. Uh, maybe by the smallest amount, it is off though, and so you get the feeling that if you were to change out this single large gear for two smaller gears that worked in tandem, that it might actually roll the block. Yeah. So, um... But once again, you won't know for sure until you... So, so what are the five parts? So the hammer mechanism yeah. uh, that rolls the block, the block itself, which has magical components within it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The magazine, it has a tube magazine on it, and something about the feed is not working properly. I don't know if you know how a rolling block rifle works. No. Okay. Um, it's interesting. I'll show you some. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. Um, so the hammer, the block, the magazine, slash feed. Right, the hammer, the block, the magazine, the uh, sight aperture on it also has a magical component in it, and something about the magical component's not working. Okay. Okay. And separate from that, the ammunition has a circle around it with something that doesn't work. Okay. That is not an engineering check. That would be alchemical. Right. But there's some weirdness about the ammunition 
So and there are notes about you know his notes on what's wrong with these areas. Yeah. So the hammer. Uh, I'm going to. I don't have any of the components to actually try it now, right? Not right now. No, I mean, you don't even have his components. He's having that sent to your shop. Gotcha. Uh, but I have like a good idea of how to proceed on that. Right. Uh, <clears throat> you have a good idea of something that would possibly give you a success. Okay. So then. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it, like what time is it when I get all this stuff done like do I still have I mean you may have a little bit of time left in the day but it's you know late evening so now that I have uh, well since I'm geeking out already uh, you are talking about this district is like 35 miles wide yeah um, you know so I think I want to take a look at my engine schematics now that I have those high pressure tubes and whatever mm -hmm. and see like how I can work those in. Right. So is that another engineering check? Yeah. That one's cooler. Uh, it's going to be a 38. Right. So you have a feeling that you could probably put some sort of piston inside of these tubes and that these tubes are probably strong enough and small enough to possibly take the combustion that you're you're wanting. Now they're large, right? But you do know as well that you could possibly take them apart and learn from them to make a smaller version of it. Okay. But these would definitely house the explosion that you're looking at, for sure. The smaller versions might have more difficulty housing that if you made them smaller, but the engine you would build from this would be quite large. Okay. Because, you know, they're like 12-inch diameter. Yeah. Yeah, they're big. But looking at them and, you know, seeing how they're supported, how they're all of this stuff, you also get the idea that they may not have actually been brewing supplies. Okay. Not sure what they may have been, but possibly not brewing supplies. I gotcha. Um, one that I think I'm just gonna, like, um, I have another pistol. I think I just kind of, like, clip it to this dog's harness. <laughs> and just, I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, one day, you're going to shoot these. <laughs> like, Fair enough. I'm gonna teach you to sling guns, boy. And on that, we will end the day. All right. So, you went to sleep, you woke up the next morning, you know there's a council meeting this morning that your father is forcing you to come to. In his words, it was important enough that even you needed to be there. And you know that you have a strained relationship with your father. Yeah. But you also felt like it wasn't a real choice not to come. And you did travel separate from your father, but you guys did stay in the same manner, uh, the capital manor. Are you doing anything before you go? Um, I'm gonna feed Flint. Uh, like, like when I eat, mm -hmm. I make sure he does too. Yeah. Kind of hang out with him for a little bit. I'm going to make sure I have all my like notes and documents and everything from like the night prior put up. Okay. And then, I mean, I. I don't really have time to like tinker with anything at all. No, I, I mean, don't think. 
The meetings, I mean, it's like first thing in the morning, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just going to put on, like, my good, like, noble outfit or at least part of it. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm not. I think, I think, like, as a person, I think being a member of the Watch is okay. more... Like I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my regular like armor and all that, but I'm gonna make sure like I like it's gonna look nice. Like right. I'm gonna be presentable. Now, one thing I would say is that you've been to the you were at some of these meetings when you were a child, and what you would remember at least from that a little bit is that uh, you know there the manner of dress in which the lords and ladies of this kingdom come in are varied. Uh, there are some people who are dressed very nicely, and there are some people who are dressed like sheer barbarians. <laughs> Um, um, but it is the common dress of their people, and it may even be the fancy dress of their people, right? Like, so I'm gonna say I know, like I remember that we always have to disarm when we go in. So I'm going to bring my rifle and my pepper box, um, but I also think I'm gonna go into like my luggage and I'm gonna pull out one of my like single action pistols <laughs> or uh, I know single shot pistols <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, I think I'm gonna try and like hide one of those on me just in case like stuff actually pops up. And then I also have like my dagger that just like I mean it's a knife. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, so roll a sleight of hand to hide the It's gonna be a thirty-six. Okay. Uh and then I'm just gonna like Make your way. Bring the dog with me. <laughs> go to okay. the thing. I don't know if they'll let the dog in, but like They won't. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And you'll have to wait there at the office. So you get there though, and uh, there's definitely a lot of capital guard here. Uh, this building is well protected, um, and there is a check-in station with signs that say "no weapons, no you know." All yeah. That kind so, of stuff. so can I make like a? Well, maybe I can just ask. Is it common for people to sneak weapons in? Um, roll a knowledge noble nobility. That was almost bad. <laughs> uh, 25. Um, you know that your father does. And you would assume that some of these other people do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and leave that. You also know what type of man your father is. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that thing on me. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so you walk up and you get to the front <clears throat> desk and they're checking weapons and it is literally, um, lock boxes or basically, you know how, um, you know, like when you see in big cities, the mailboxes, and they're like a safety deposit box. Yeah. Like that. And you get a key for it. So they put your stuff in there, they lock it, and they hand you the key for it. It has a number on it. I think you see me, like, when I get there, I bring out, like, this small box that has, like, the foam insert. <laughs> and I, like, put it in there and, like, close it up, and I put my own lock on it, like, on that box. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, for the rifle, I just have, like a sleeve that kind of goes over to keep it from getting scratched and I'm just like both of these things cost more than your salary I mean these people are not yeah. just throwing yeah stuff no I, I know that's just I think it's like a these are my babies like you've entered the queue you're in line you you see how they're handling the equipment and you know yeah. the equipment that they're handling is uh, literally the people who run the kingdom so it's not like they're being 
jerkish or anything like that, right? Yeah. Like, it's their job. Yeah, I don't think I'm being, like, condescending about right. it. Right. Like, I, I really like that sentence kind of came across that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, but if they're not being, like, dickheads about it, I think it's just, like... Oh, no. like it's just their job. Yeah, and, like, I just throw the sleeve over the rifle to make sure it doesn't get, like, scratched or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, these people are, like, wearing, you know, nice gloves the whole nine yards. They're That's mostly not... because of magic slash cursed items, so let's be honest. Well, fair enough. But uh, they're also not looking to harm any of the equipment that's going into these. Yeah. So, you get there. As you're walking up to the building, though, so you've hit the check station, and then you walk into a courtyard so that you can see the building proper. Okay. Uh, the, ca- uh, the council building sits at the very center of the city. It is a large, luxurious building with banners from all 23 districts hanging from the top of the building. White stone pillars... Uh, that are surround the outside of the building and they are carved with the effigies of the heroes who built Nordra. Um, if you do checks, you could possibly find the names of some of these people and so on, right? Like histories and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the entrance hall to this round building is flanked by hallways. Um, the many floors on each side. Uh, are the offices and housing for many of the council members and staff needed to run the kingdom or run a kingdom of this size. The council chamber at the center uh, is a grand amphitheater. Floating around the room is a strange orb that when spoken into amplifies the voice of the speaker. At the dead center is a raised platform with a throne on it. The throne sets empty. I don't have a throne set there, but you get the idea. When you walk in, so off the other side, there are staircases and hallways that lead to numerous different buildings and offices. Um, And then there is a grand entry hall. When you walk in, you see this circular amphitheater that sinks down into the ground. And, of course, these people are milling around and coming in. They're getting to their spots you notice that some of these people well are you are you fully in or yeah um i'm gonna have flint wait by the door um i don't want to like tell the guards what to do or whatever or anything but i can be like you know here like if there's a guy there who looks like he's like chill or whatever yeah but you know these are treats if you can just like make sure no one kicks my dog or like Oh, no problem, sir. We'll take good care of him. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. What's what's your name and badge number? <laughs> name and badge number, you say. <laughs> I am a capital city guard. We don't carry a badge here in the capital, son. Well, that being said, you have to excuse me. I have to help that woman with her child. Yeah. <laughs> She's falling. Yeah, no, I, for the record, like, oh, I, come here, poor baby. <laughs> Man, these sound effects are lit. <laughs> come uh, here, yeah, poor baby. For the, uh, Dear Fenric, I'll take care of you. <laughs> she was coming for you. <laughs> no, for the record, that wasn't like a... Like, no, I was no. just like, I want to compliment this dude because he's, like, helping out or whatever. <laughs> no, no, I was just giving you the, the heat because it was funny. Yeah. No, he, he he's very, very uh, agreeable. Uh, his name is Fenric. I noticed when the baby started. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to like thank him and all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he's like, not a problem, not a problem, as he hurries off to help the woman with her child. So. Uh, my baby's canon. <laughs> so is mine from earlier. <laughs> in uh, the marketplace. 
So, I know it's kind of strained, but, like, is the relationship between me and my father, like, openly hostile, or, like, what's the... I wouldn't say it's openly hostile. I would say it is a relationship in which he feels like you tinkering and you messing around and you being part of the guard is all time taken away from you learning how to be what he is. Um, Because he's not going to live forever. And, you know, he plans to pass all of that down to you. It is, you know, you're not learning to be a lord. Essentially. Yeah. And so it's a strained relationship that in some times it comes across as uh, you're not good enough and sometimes it comes across as um, you're really good at what you do. I wish you would put that energy into this. Um, yeah. You know, because whether you like it or not, you are going to be in his chair someday. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go up, show up a little bit early that way. Like, So like, it's not that he doesn't care for you. He just cares for how you end up when he is gone. So I think, like, even though I was kind of, I was hesitant about being here, I do think there's a level of, like, care in making me, you know, like, like I see where it's coming from. And then this one, you know, like, he he tells you, he's like, this is important, this one is, is important enough that you need to be here because this will mold the future of the kingdom. He always tries to get you to come. A lot of the time you don't. You haven't for a long time. Right. You did when you were younger a lot. Uh, Mostly because he made you. Because the whole family was traveling to the capital circle. Right. So I think I'm going to get there a little bit early. Get up in the box with him. And uh, basically be like, you know, I got... You know, just try and talk to him a little bit. Like, basically, like... You know, like, in that moments before it starts, kind of, like, have right. a moment or whatever. Roll, um, so before all of that happens, roll a sense motive for him, and then another one for the room. So for him, it's going to be bad. Uh, oh, it's going to be an 18. He has that stoicness about him that he always has when he's in a proper situation. Does that make sense? But you can tell there's some tension underneath it. The room is going to be 21. Okay. 20. That's kind of the same feeling, like the milling about and the talking and whatnot. You're hearing, it feels like there's an unsure vibe going on in this room. Um, being said, if you look around, you do notice that like some people are sharing boxes. Um, they don't have to. And on this map, there aren't uh, empty boxes. But what I would say is that there are... Some boxes they're empty because certain people are sharing boxes and visiting and things of that nature. So, uh, in fact, actually, the people in front of you, you notice, have more people in it than is warranted for that district and so on. And the box next to it is empty and so on, right? So I want to make another sense motive check on the dude in the middle. Okay. 16. 16? I haven't rolled higher than 9 this entire time. He appears to be completely calm. Um. And you know who the person in the middle is. Right. Um, you may not know a lot of these people. You may have seen them before, but you may not know a lot of these people. 
the person in the middle is quite possibly the most famous person in all of Nordra. He is a kinku who made his way from the wastes after the city was built and sealed and found his way in to the city. Um, unlike the, or the stories of kinku that you've heard before, and like I said, most races have prevalence in this city, he is the only one in this entire city. Um, when he made his entry into the city, he would have been on every paper, every message board. Everyone in this city knows him and knows his name. This is Ard. Unlike most Kinku, or at least the stories of Kinku, he has a voice of his own. Um, but he can also mimic uh, the way they do. He is the mouth of the king. Um, I want to do one more thing before this thing starts off. I want to make like a perception check and see if I can spot my dad's hidden weapon. Okay. Hold on, I gotta roll to see. It really doesn't matter. I don't know. I got a natural 20. Oh. Yeah, you, <laughs> you see it. Um, <clears throat> what is it? It's a blade. It's a dagger. Um, I wouldn't say a dagger. It's um. More, um, what is the it's a tonto, it's a it's like a tonto knife that he carries regularly, and it is hidden within the top of his cane. Um, it looks like a very ornate cane top, it was actually the handle of this knife. I got you. Um, well, I was gonna say, like, I was gonna try and hide it a little bit, like, better or make it like harder to, like, just kind of casually, like, reach up and, like. Right. Whatever, but I don't know how I could... Well, yeah, with something like that, it wouldn't be that easy, but, like, he is almost never seen without the cane, so it is not something most people would ever check. Yeah. I mean, has he, like, stabbed somebody with it before? Possibly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't see. Like, you do know a bit of the dealings of your family. You know, there's some criminal dealings. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you have a feeling he's probably used it. So my thing is, like, if, if, he, if people have seen him use it, then, like, but... I'm sure there are, but they probably wouldn't be these people. Gotcha. Right? Um... Yeah, I mean, let's just... If let's you want to roll thing. any checks on the people around, you can. Um, what you do notice is that these people here... So there's people in the boxes, and then there are people on the floor proper. They are separate from, you know. And are they actually armed? Or yes. Is, is that normal? So, well, some of them are armed, some of them aren't. But it wouldn't be un, it wouldn't be unrealistic to think that they were that way because of who they are. Uh, you would know these people as the actual city council. Yeah. Um, These are the people who run the kingdom, you know. Yeah. Like the king uh, runs the kingdom, but these are the people who run the kingdom, you know. Yeah, I think I'm you're, just... You're good old, uh, in, in, uh, not, not to put too fine a point on it, you're good old master of coin and all that jazz. Yeah. <coughs> um, then, yeah, I think I'll just talk to, talk to Pops until this thing starts. It's good to see you made it on time. Hey, technically I was early. Okay. Fair enough. 
you can hear the tension in his voice. Um, so you finally gonna tell me what's going on today, old man? That's just it. We don't know. None of us know. We were all told that we had to be here. We were required to be here. That the king had one last thing to say. And that's troubling as it is. Is the king going to be here? I don't know. The throne has sat empty for many years now. I wish you'd know that if you came. I mean, I, I haven't come, but I, I still knew that. There's like news. Fair enough. You see him, he wipes sweat from his brow. And that mood kind of persists through the room a little. Who brings a baby to a council meeting? You know, I saw a woman fall down with a baby outside and a dwarf ran to help her. And somehow that is echoing through the chambers of this giant. <laughs> uh, wonder how long it takes. Well, I did. <laughs> we always brought you when you were young. Yeah, but that was awesome when I was young. Yeah, you cried again here. Nah. Never happened. Your mother used to come, too. Well, I mean, if you tried a little harder, I'm sure she still could. Yeah. Get, get it. That's, uh... Things between me and your mother, they're, they're not bad, but they're not good, either. And you're always here, and she's always there? It's a lot of work to run a district. In either case, how is, how is the watch? Have you made captain yet? Not yet. Um, taking time for my tinkering has kind of stopped me from taking some of the extra shifts. You want to be captain? Uh, I think when I go on watch, if I go on watch five times a week and one of those days I stop something bad from happening, then I think that's good enough for me. So you've been noble your entire life. And I, I want you to listen to what I say this time and not just hear the words. Do you want to be captain? Because I can do that. I would rather earn captain than be captain. Well, at least I taught you that proper. I'm on the trail. There's some smuggling going on in our district. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, maybe you'll catch a man. Huh? Uh, I've never hunted anything I haven't caught. Well, since my. Uh, 20, mod. You feel like maybe something in the way he said it is off, but maybe not. What did he roll? 21. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to basically, like, when I saw it, I was like, man, and then you told me yours, I was like, yes! <laughs> I rolled a six. <laughs> um, but I'm going to basically be like, I've found a depot, and I set someone free. She gave me a name, but it was just the first. I'll find it. Keep after it, then. As you guys are having this conversation, there is a boom, 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 right? And it echoes through this chamber. Um, And if you look for it, you can find the source of it, but everyone goes quiet. And he steps forward. You all know me. You all know my heroic story of how I entered this city and where I come from. You all know the job I do. And I will say that it is not a pleasant job today. I will say something in the words of the king. This will be his last decree as he is choosing to convalesce and die with some sort of dignity. That will be some time from now, though. You notice that the orb is not in front of him. His voice is just amplified. I, King Nevak Maynard, do decree that the kingdom be dissolved and that it be given to the people as a constitutional republic. We have done what we can to make sure that they are safe, but it is time for them to start making their own choices. And you all currently represent them. It would be good for you to get your houses in order. For in a year's time, you might not be representing them when they choose who will do it. Outrage. (laughs) I want to do a sense motive on uh, Lucian. He's outraged as well. Uh, well. <laughs> but it's like a 30 something. <laughs> you hear just chattering, talking. Some people are angry, mad, they're hollering, they're yelling at Ard, they're, you know, all of these things. And um, what, what did you roll? Uh, 32. Yeah. He's pissed beyond belief. Um, he, he turns, he's like, We've got a lot of, lot, a lot to do. It's like, I'm gonna need your help, boy. 
Okay. I. With what? You hear. Roll a perception. Just to see what you hear from the boxes around. With advantage? Nope. <laughs> um, 25. From the boxes around, uh, the box in front of you, you can hear these people talking amongst each other. Uh, the dwarf is concerned that there may be power grabs to try to take the throne and that it must be stopped. From over to these sides, uh, you hear uh, this man talking with his retinue uh, about pushing the guard forward and making sure that there are more available uh, for the uh, capital areas along with making sure that his district is secure. In these areas, you actually see these people go talk to each other, and you can kind of get a sense that they might be plotting, um, or at least saying things of like, um, we have as much right to this throne as anyone else. Um, this woman over here seems unaffected. You actually know who she is. Um, this is Relina Drake. Um, she runs brothels. <laughs> In fact, she runs all the brothels within the entire city of Nordra. She is fully in her control. Um, you actually recognize this man, even though he's not on your well-known list. You recognize him as uh, the man from the district next to yours. Um, as uh, Calford Drang, he runs the district next to yours, and he's always seemed to be a bit of a lucidious type of character. He exports drugs. Yes, he does. Okay. So, you kind of get a, a bit of a mixed result from some of this as you're just listening around. Um, and your father, he turns to you. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do here, but some of these people are going to try and take this throne. Nothing personal if this throne's up for grabs. Well, that may as well be mine. And someday yours. Father. The bird was very loud. And the throne isn't up for grabs. It's nice that you think that. But some of these people aren't going to stop. And I'll be damned if a man like Colford takes this throne and we have to sit under him. I think I like the idea of a republic. It's not the worst idea I've heard. It's not the best. What is the best? Not sure entirely what the best is, but King Maynard has been weak for a while. He's allowed things like this to fall apart. The republic representatives you could have people in here who don't know anything just representing the people so whereas I say I will say I don't know what the best is 
There is a danger of having lowborn people running a kingdom. And you do know that he has a bit of prejudice towards lowborn. Or at least he sees that there is a difference between highborn and lowborn. Like, this is not new to you. Yeah. <clears throat> Does it look like there's more to say? I mean, there could be. It would depend on the avenue of conversation. But he is rifling through paperwork. He has, His assistant is doing things. He is trying to figure some shit out. Um, along with a lot of these people, man. Like, this is, a, this is a blow. Like, these people have literally run a feudal system in this kingdom. You know, imagine Middle Age England. The king's just like, none of y'all have power anymore the outrage and possible war that might come from that. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's a full year from now. There should be time for me to get these smugglers. Uh. <clears throat> so... Is there like a communal conversation about this, or is everyone just kind of whispering to themselves? I mean, there could be a communal conversation. Um, you probably wouldn't want to go speak with Calford. You already know he's not of good ilk. Um, if you want to roll, and what I would say is knowledge local on any individual person, so not as a whole. Um, to discover as to what what type of people they may be and whether or not they could be reasonably spoken to. You're more than welcome. I'm going to hit hard. It's that one. As before, you just can't read him. He's standing in the middle of all of this chaos. And he looks completely calm. Is the orb around? Yeah, it's floating around. Anyone can call it. I'll call it. You know... So, you would know that that will be a booming voice across this entire chamber. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not known for politics. I'll call this thing over, mostly so everyone shuts the hell up. Uh, and I'll use a booming voice to talk to Ard and be like, what happens when some of the corrupt people in this room try and take the throne? So this doesn't stop the talk, okay? But you now have some eyes on you. Some may be friendly, some may not. Okay? And there is whispered talk as they're all looking to your box and your father looks more fiery than normal. <laughs> Arg walks forward, climbs the stairs to your box, leans in and whispers to you, 
You may wish to meet a man in the market and then walks away. And resumes his post. I think I'm gonna go to the market. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did anybody else hear that? Everyone heard that. No, not me. Him. Oh no, you were the only person that heard that, including Poppy. Yeah, he didn't hear it either. That being said, this man comes over to your boss, and your father doesn't look like he's overly happy about it, but he's not like. You know, whatever, right? Um, you recognize him, but roll your roll your check to see what you may or may not know about him. Local, yeah. Or, be local or, or noble or nobility, either way. They're the same number. <laughs> Twenty nine. Okay. You know this man as being from District 1. How, how much was it? 29. Okay. You know this man as being from District 1. His name is Grosjeel, and he runs Military Academy for soldiers from Nordra, not just the capital or District 1. Okay. Um, you might also recognize an effigy carved outside of him in one of the pillars. So you at least know that he is, well, for one, older than this city, and this city has been here for a few thousand years. So there's that. But you would also know that he was a, a man of honor in some regard, at least at some point. It may not be the best idea to let your intentions free in this room, but if you're ever traveling through District 1, look me up. And he waits for a response, but he is on his way out of the chamber. I think I'm sitting here like, I think up is the only way I can look at you. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a, he's a big one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... <clears throat> um, I think that's all. As he passes by, these two people go to follow with him. And they are talking. Um, so I'm going to give you a look at them. It's a dwarf and an undead tiefling. Zombies are cool. But they are they are chatting on their way out. As they as they exit the chamber. I think I'm gonna go ahead and make my exit too. Okay. Um I'm gonna look at him and be like, well. I think when we get back to the cap or to our district, we have some cleaning up to do. <laughs> and then just leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Astonished I, shock. I kind of want to look at Ard and be like, this meeting could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> so as you are leaving, this uh, 
creature just kind of is coming down the hall and it's not that he's trying to bump into you he is large and in charge <laughs> right um and he kind of grazes up beside uh, beside you and a disgusting looking creature right and he's just like pardon me sir I seem to have gotten something on you. Yep. And continues forward as long as you don't have a problem. But very proper. Did he seem like it was like trying to be like, meh, get dirt on you or whatever? Or was he just like, just there and wet? No, he's just there and wet. It is what it is. He can't help that he's a disgusting meat monster. <laughs> I think. Unless that's a choice. <laughs> like, I don't know, you might find out someday. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm just going to go to uh, collect my weapons and my dog and go to the market. Okay. So you head out and uh, you bring the key. They open the box. They hand you your stuff. Of course, the dog's there. He's happy to see you. As any well-trained animal is, he doesn't really show it. But Yeah. I give him a treat for being the best boy. 